Razorback basketball is playing Texas and Austin this Saturday, but it's an exhibition game. But why it's so important for the Arkansas Razorbacks to win this game and show out. We're going to talk about all of that coming up here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Wednesday as we know there's a lot of things going on in Razorback sports. We know Razorback football has a big game against Auburn, but we want to take a little break from that because so many of you Razorback fans are so excited about the upcoming basketball season and especially this upcoming exhibition game against the Texas Longhorns in Austin. And joining us now on the podcast, someone who knows all about Razorback basketball and has a lot to say about him. Let's go ahead and welcome in Curtis Wilkerson of hogsports.com. And Curtis, it's been a while, but it's good to have you back on, especially talking basketball, man. How you doing? Yeah, man, I'm doing great. Always good to be on with you. Well, it's good to have you, and I know that there are a lot of things that have been questions at least thrown to you about this basketball team and everything. But I want to start with this particular game against Texas. It's weird. We haven't seen exhibition games normally like this. Usually it's been against Roger State, you know, who they played already earlier in the year, Division Two, II, Division Three, whatever. But now you're going on the road for an exhibition game against the top 15 team in Texas just kind of walk us through how did this come about and why did this come about? Because I think a lot of people would love to see these two teams play each other in the regular season, not in an exhibition. Yeah, no doubt. You know, it's really interesting. Like you mentioned, a lot of times, you know, teams will play division two schools and stuff like that. Usually when you see two teams, the caliber of Arkansas and a Texas hook up before the season starts, it's one of those secret scrimmages, you know, close to the public media is not allowed in. Uh, maybe they'll do, you know, play a half and then do some situational stuff, but it's not really a game. Uh, but, you know, there is a loophole with that. Uh, you can you can have fans in the stands and, and do things like this if it's tied to a charity. And so that's why it is a charity exhibition, this game. And it just so happens to kind of coincide with Texas opening this new arena, the Moody Center. Uh, it's going to be their first game in there. Uh, it's supposed to be a, a state-of-the-art nice place. I'm looking forward to getting down there and checking it out. So, uh, you're right. You know, a lot of people would like to see Arkansas and Texas play in the regular season. I guess that's coming here uh, sooner rather than later. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it feels a little bit uh, maybe more important than just your typical exhibition game. There's going to be a big crowd in there. Uh, you know, it's the unveiling of this new arena. We know how Arkansas fans feel about Texas. I can imagine there wouldn't be a much sweeter feeling than them going down there and spoiling that event this weekend. But it's definitely going to be a challenge. Texas has got a good team. Well, and, and that's the the fascinating thing is you mentioned opening up the new arena. Like, uh, it's it's just, I don't know. I haven't seen something like this in a long time. And for Arkansas to to be that team, it's it's almost like it, no matter what happens, this is a benefit for Arkansas. It might be the same way for Texas. But even if, Ar if Arkansas wins, then it's like, oh, wow, you know, they go on the road in a hostile environment against a Texas team. It's supposed to be really good, and it's a great measuring stick to kind of see where this team is at. Uh, before the season starts, but even if they lose, it doesn't count. You know, it's not like anybody's going to be. It, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't think they would drop in the rankings after losing an exhibition game. Maybe they would. I, I don't know, but uh, at least wouldn't count against their record or anything like that. So it seems like this is just a win-win for Arkansas, no matter what the results end up being in this one either. 
Yeah, 100 percent. You know, I, I think Arkansas is going to be a lot better in the long run, regardless of what the outcome is on Saturday from this game. And, you know, it's it's interesting. Eric Musselman wanted to do this because the schedule, the regular season schedule is a little bit different than it has been in years past under Muss. Uh, you know, last year, I think they had eight or nine games that, you know, you would think that Arkansas should be in pretty good shape in before they went to Tulsa and played Oklahoma. Uh, and they had the, the Hall of Fame classic there in Kansas City. But uh, the competition level is not what it is going to be when they get down to Maui. And that's just a couple weeks into the season. So this group needs to be battle tested. They're young. It's the youngest team Eric Musselman has coached. They've got 11 new faces. Uh, you know, the goal of these exhibitions, I, I think, is to learn more about your team. But you also want to put them in some uncomfortable positions if you can. Maybe throw some adversity at them. Uh, there's no better way to do that than to get on the road in an environment like this and test yourself against a team. Uh, listen, Chris Beard's groups, they're tough. They're physical. They're going to get out and guard you. And it's a veteran team. They've got a lot of guys on this on the squad that are 21, 22, 23 years old. And Arkansas is young, you know, so you throw the pups in there and see if they'll bite. And, and I think they will. But it, it's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, you know, we've watched Arkansas in Europe. Uh, we've watched the red-white game, this Division II scrimmage. So you feel like you got a pretty good sample size. But I think you'll really start to learn about this group uh, once they get down to Austin this weekend. And you're right. It doesn't count. Wins, losses don't matter, uh, but they're going to be better for having done it. And we'll just kind of get a gauge of where they're at right now on Saturday. So knowing that this is a uh, this is a matchup that, you know, it's intriguing because both teams are good. But just specifically, uh, I know with both teams have a lot of aspirations this year, but just can, comparing it as far as how good Texas looks, how good Arkansas looks, knowing the personnel, knowing the 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 range knowing the the way that they play how do you feel like Arkansas actually matches up in this game is this one you expect Arkansas to go in and win uh, is it one where if they play you know their best game where they win this game easily I mean just what what do you make of the overall matchup itself between Arkansas and Texas yeah I think if this happened later in the season I, I would definitely feel really good about Arkansas's chances I think overall uh, they're probably the more talented team but you know early in the year Texas has got a lot of guys coming back, and they were a tournament team last season. Uh, you know, mentioned them being a veteran group. They played together, so they might be a little bit further along in Arkansas right now in terms of just their on-floor continuity and things like that. Um, but we just don't know how Arkansas will respond. You know, Eric Musselman has talked about, you know, his message going into that Roger State game has been, hey, you know, guys 1 through 13 on the roster, play to your talent level on a consistent basis. Uh, well, when they do that, we know Arkansas is as good as anybody in the country. I, I think we've noticed that just by the sample size that we have. Uh, so if they go up there and, and elevate their play, uh, yeah, there's no reason why they can't be in a good spot in this game. Uh, I like Arkansas' size. They have a length advantage, especially inside. And Texas has got some good players in the front court. Uh, Christian Bishop is a, is a transfer from Creighton that was there last year. Dylan Disu from Vanderbilt is a nice player. He was hurt last year. He's healthy now. Uh, but Arkansas, you know, those guys are 6'7" and six, eight. Arkansas has got, you know, seven foot wingspans all over the place. They've got all these six, 10 guys. They're long and athletic across the board. So I think from that standpoint, Arkansas has an advantage and we'll just see where they're at in terms of executing schemes, uh, understanding, you know, Musselman talks about it all the time, third and fourth options on a particular play uh, rotations uh, when the ball's reversed defensively and in ball screens and things like that. So it's the little nuances that might be the difference right now. And again, we don't really know about Arkansas just yet, but we're going to find out here in a couple of days. 
I was laughing about it because I would look back at some of, and just in Musselman's years at Arkansas, and looking at the starting lineup that he would go with in the early part of the season and compare it to what it looked like at the end of the season. Like there were some, like, you know, Moses Moody, like started the whole time. Like there were guys that you knew that, but it's like, I saw times where it's, I think it was in the first year, like Gentile Silla would get starts, you know, and then that guy was, you know, not even on really in the rotation at the end of the season. Uh, you think about last year, you know, there were times where Connor Vanover started and then towards the end of the season, he wasn't even a part of the team. What do you make of what the starting lineup looks like right now, in your opinion? And we know how much talent they have and it's going to be tough to nail it down. But if you had to take, take a ballpark guess, what would you what do you think the starting lineup of right now? But also, what do you think it looks like once the season goes on and it comes to an end? Yeah, you know, right now, I, I think you've got three guys to me that seem like locks and Nick Smith, Anthony Black and Trevin Brazil. Uh, those guys are just a cut above, I, I think, right now for the Razorbacks. I think they're going to be in there now. I think they're going to be in there at the end of the season. So then you look at the small forward spot and the center spot. We've been talking about the position battle there for the longest. You know, Arkansas went with Jordan Walsh at the three, uh, the five-star freshman, highly talented guy uh, on Monday against Roger State. And they went with Jalen Graham, who's kind of the hot hand at that center spot. He, he had the huge red-white game. He played pretty well the other night at center. Um I, I like the way that group looks. I, I don't know if Jordan Walsh is going to be in there at the beginning of the season. He could be. You've got some good options there. Uh, but it seems to me like a young group like Arkansas, uh, you probably want to have, uh, you know, more of a seasoned veteran in there. So so I look at Debo Davis and think he might be a guy uh, that could serve Arkansas well as those young guys come along early in the season, put him in the backcourt with Nick and Anthony Black. And then maybe as the year progresses and a guy like Jordan Walsh, we know how immensely talented he is. Uh, maybe he starts coming along, settles in, and you see him kind of slide into that lineup a little bit more later. That might be what I do at that small forward position. Then at center, man, I don't know, flip a coin. You know, I, I really like what Arkansas has in Jalen Graham offensively. Um, you know, he's got great footwork in there. You can throw it into him and he can get you a bucket. I like some of the other things that he does. I mean, he'll drive it on guys from the perimeter. He's comfortable putting it on the deck. Uh, I think he's really active in, in ball screen actions, dribble handoffs. It's stuff that Eric Musselman likes to do a lot. But you look on the defensive side, and he can get out and guard on the perimeter. But you need him to be a little bit more physical inside. You need him to rebound more. I think he only had two the other night. So some things to work on there. Uh, Kamani Johnson, you know what he brings to the table for Arkansas. Tough, physical, a bruiser in there. Uh, but you wonder, you know, what, what's the ceiling for him? That's a, a, a guy who played behind Jalen Williams last year. He didn't have a huge role. That's not to say guys can't get better and they can't help you because they can. And I think Kamani will have a role on this team. Uh, but how far does that take you when you went out into the transfer portal and got so many big guys? I, I think one to keep an eye on would be Makai Mitchell. You know, I, I thought uh, we didn't really get to see much of him in Europe. The red-white game, he showed some things. But listen, he played, uh, I think, only seven minutes the other night against Roger State, and I think Arkansas was plus 17 or plus 18 with him in the floor. He's so versatile. Uh, he's big and physical enough to play the center spot for you. He played the power forward because he can move, and he's mobile when Kamani Johnson was in there at center. Musselman likes that versatility. He can score inside. Uh, he can move. He can block shots. The thing with him is getting comfortable and acclimated in the system. Must said that after the game. Uh, you know, if he starts to pick up on those second and third options and gets comfortable in the playbook to where he's not – thinking so much, playing more instinctually, uh, he could be a guy that could see an increased role, and maybe he's one that slides into that center spot a little bit later. Continue our conversation with Chris Wilkerson here in just a segment. Post this, these days, every new potential hire can make you feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain 
that you have the best and most access to all of the best candidates for your business. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster. Think about all the small businesses that you know out there that you're friends with that you go in. You know, one of the reasons why you support them is because it's local businesses, but also you support them because they have a great staff around them, because you feel at home, because you feel like the business is well ran. LinkedIn Jobs helps with that. They help you find the greatest candidates. And for those of you who are out there looking for a job, looking for a new path or looking for a new location, whatever it may be, LinkedIn Jobs can help you with that as well. They help you find the most qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. All right, continuing on our conversation with Curtis Wilkerson of Hogsports.com. Uh, Kurt, I, looking back to that Rogers State exhibition game, it's an exhibition game. Arkansas took care of business in that one pretty easily. But as far as things that I liked and things that I didn't like, what's your thoughts on it? Like, I like the fact that you out rebounded them by 20. You know, like Arkansas was able to, to which they've struggled with at times under Muss. They, they were really attacking the glass. I think they ended up with 10 offensive rebounds, something you like to see. I like that. I like the fact that uh, they did go seven of 18 from three point land, which I know four of six of it was from Joe's opinion, but still that was something that Musk was concerned about. It's good to see that they are capable or have some guys capable of hitting threes and not like they're taking 30 a game. So I like that. Um, I liked, uh, of course, the highlight plays were awesome too, but then I didn't like the fact that they were terrible from the free throw line. I didn't like the fact that they had some, some bad turnovers here and there, but it seems like the things that are really good, they can find some consistency in, and the things that may have not been so good, they can fix and they can get better at as the season goes on. What did you like and not like also from the Razorbacks on, on Monday? Yeah, I agree with most of what you said there. You know, those highlight plays are a lot of fun, and that's the thing about this Arkansas team. Uh, man, they look good getting off the bus, right? They're so long and athletic, and I think they're really going to use that to play to their strengths this year. When they get out on the open floor and transition – it's so much fun to watch, especially when you have guys like Anthony Black or Nick Smith leading the break because those guys are playmakers and they, they see things that other guys just don't see. And that's why we get some of those lobs and alley-oops and, and a lot of the fun stuff that you know gets the crowd out of their seats. Uh, so I think that's going to be a big part of it. You're right about the rebounding. When you're playing a team like Roger State, uh, who's, who's undersized, they're not as athletic as you are, you need to dominate on the glass, dominate points in the paint. That's something Arkansas did in a lot of ways last year. They're bigger and more athletic this season, so you think that would be even more of a strength. Um, I like the way they played defensively. You know, it, it, hey, you should be able to shut down a, a team like that, and they held them to 4 of 25 shooting in the first half and about 30% for the game. That's with playing all 13 guys. So uh, I think those are positives there. I like what you said about the three-point shooting. Um, you know, Maybe a low volume but a higher percentage. If they're selective and they're taking quality shots out there, that's what you want to see as opposed to maybe shooting 25 or 30 of them per game and, and shooting under 30%. That's where you run into some issues. So, uh, yeah, I think those are good things. Uh, on the other side of it, yeah, turnovers, they were concerned in Europe. 16 was too many against a team like that. But I'm not that concerned about turnovers with this team uh, for the reasons I mentioned earlier. When you have uh, point guards like Nick Smith and Anthony Black, uh, who are so gifted, so talented, especially Anthony Black, man, he always looks like he's under control He's so poised. He's kind of two or three moves ahead on the chessboard at all times. 
uh, and really just sees things that other guys don't see. Uh, I think he's going to be really good and, and really efficient. And they have good passing across the board. So I, I think as these guys get comfortable playing together, get some on-floor continuity going, those turnovers are going to go down. I think they're going to be a really high assist team. Free throws are interesting, though. Uh, you know, that's one way that Arkansas kind of made up for that three-point shooting last year. They led the country in free throws attempted, and they shot it really, really well from there. Uh, they went out and got a bunch of guys who have a knack for drawing fouls and getting to the free throw line. But you go look at some of the historic numbers. If you think about the Mitchell Twins, Graham, even a guy like Brazil, uh, they haven't been great from the free throw line. I'm talking like 60% and below. So uh, it's interesting. Is Arkansas going to get to the free throw line a lot? Yeah, I think they probably will. How are they going to convert? The historic numbers say they might take a dip from where they were last season. But Eric Musselman put such a heavy emphasis on that. They've got that perfect free throw drill that they talk about all the time that they do in practice. And he really has a track record for taking guys who didn't shoot particularly well at their previous stops and showing marked improvement uh, at the free throw line once they get to Arkansas. He's going to have his work cut out for him with some of these guys on this group. Um, hopefully you can at least find some middle ground because, yeah, I, I think they're going to do a good job of just putting pressure on the rim, attacking, getting other teams in foul trouble. You got to be better than 20 to 37 when you get up there uh, if you're going to make up for that difference maybe in the, in the lack of three-point shooting. So that's definitely one to keep an eye on, I think. Yeah, I feel like if you're ever in a game where you shoot a worse percentage from the free throw line than you do from the field, that's usually not a <laughs> recipe for success, uh, especially when you go up against good teams. But here's the thing, too, because obviously the expectations are through the roof with this team. This is the most talented team Eric Musselman has had since he's been at Arkansas. I think everybody can agree there. It's without a doubt the deepest team that he's had since being at Arkansas. I think people can agree with that. It's the biggest team that he's had at Arkansas without question. Uh, you know, you know, they're the he's got you know guys that are NBA players, and I'm not even talking about guys that are the freshman one and nuns. Like, you know, people think Trevin Brazil could end up being a guy who gets drafted. You know, maybe some other guys too. You know, the coaching's there, the, the schedule. Uh, you got some really tough, uh, good matchups against tough teams that could help you once postseason comes around. We know that with Muss, it seems like his his teams are playing their best basketball every year at the right time. And they went to back-to-back -back Elite Eight. So knowing all of that, like what, what is going to keep this team from winning a national championship, which I know is a lot to do, and it's tough in the NCAA tournament. So uh, I'm not saying it's easy. But knowing how great Arkansas has been under Muss already, and almost everything this year is better. I mean, there are a few things we'll have to figure out, defense, free throws, like we mentioned. But what's going to keep this team from winning a national championship this year? Well, the, I'll, I'll give you the cop-out answers and I'll give you the real answers, right? But, Perfect. you know, first it's it's matchups, right? Once you get to the NCAA tournament, it doesn't matter what seed you are. Uh, you know, we saw Arkansas last season. They were a high seed. They are playing teams like Vermont, Mexico State that are double-digit seeds. Those matchups weren't great, especially Vermont. They had that pick-and-pop big man that could shoot threes. That hurt Arkansas all season. They nearly got upset there. So you just never know how the bracket's going to shake out for one. The second cop-out is health. You know, Arkansas – uh, you know, they've lost some guys in past years for, you know, a stretch of games, but they haven't had that knock on wood, you know, big time injury that's kept a guy out the entire season. So they've got to stay healthy. Uh, but, you know, you mentioned all the things that Arkansas has, you know, on paper, all the intangibles, and you look at the past and the track record and you think, well, yeah, you know, this should be a group that goes further this season, right? Uh, but the question that, that has to be answered here is how much is this particular group going to buy in? 
Who's going to step up and, and be the leaders of this team? And are they going to be as hungry and as focused on a consistent basis as the last two groups have been? Because I think that's something that really set them apart in terms of their leadership, their focus. You think about a guy like Trey Wade and, and the glue that he brought to the team. Who's going to be that guy for this Arkansas group? Because they are young and they've been kind of a veteran laden team in the past years, even though you mix in the Moses Moody's, the Jalen Williams of the world. So that's something I think you have to keep an eye on. You know, Arkansas has been so good under muscle, and I think about taking it with a game-by-game approach. You know, every game is the start to a brand-new season, uh, and nobody ever out-prepares the Razorbacks. But are these guys going to take to it? Are they going to put in the extra work uh, and the time and the commitment and stay focused on the task at hand? Because it's a little bit of a different situation where you're not chasing everybody else. Everybody else is kind of chasing you. So it is a little bit of a different mentality that they're going to have to approach as well. Uh, But yeah, you know, all the pieces are there, you know, all the ingredients are in the pot, uh, but how are they going to stir it up and turn it into a championship? That's what you got to figure out over the course of the year. So far, I like where this group is at in terms of their chemistry. If you watch them in warmups Monday night, uh, man, they were getting after it. They were dancing. They were enjoying each other's company. Uh, It wasn't clicky. Guys weren't off to themselves. Those are good signs early in the season, but we know once we get into the year and half the guys on that team are sitting on the bench. They're not playing as much. Their roles aren't what they want them to be. Must have done a good job of keeping guys engaged and, and bought in the first couple seasons. How is that going to you know, impact what happens this year? We just don't know. Time will tell. You like to think that it'll be fine, but we just got to wait and see. We'll continue our conversation with Curtis Wilkerson here in just a second. Folks, got to tell you about sweat block. Now, listen, it, it is getting colder out there, but it doesn't mean that we're not going to be outside, that we're going to be active. We're going to be going to the gym and everything. And the last thing that you want to do is be that guy. You know that guy, the guy that everyone's talking about, because whenever you lift your arms up, it looks like literally someone squirted you with a water gun under your armpits. And everyone's like, what's wrong with that guy? Why is he sweating so much? Why does he, is he working that hard? Is he that out of shape? It's embarrassing. People start asking questions. Well, get rid of that. That's why you need to go with sweat block. Listen, there is a lot of great things about sweat block because not only does it uh, combat the odor and also combat the sweat, but it is also created by a doctor, a doctor who had the same issues and it's also recommended by many doctors. So you know you're getting the best products. So don't be that guy anymore. Don't be embarrassed by it anymore. Try out sweat block. So if you or even someone you love has, has embarrassing sweat and embarrassing odor dealing, especially under the uh, the old underarms there, go ahead and save 20% on their product when you use promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. It's as simple as that. Two words locked on. You get 20% off at sweatblock.com. You can also check them out on Amazon as well. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, uh, final segment with Curtis Wilkerson of Hogsports.com. Okay, Curtis, why is the game not on the Longhorn Network anymore this weekend? Like, do we have an answer for that? Because I'm I'm pissed about that because I, I know you're making the trip. I wasn't able to make the trip, but I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. I'll, I'll watch the Razorback football game against Auburn, and then boom, right there into the Texas game. But then suddenly it's off the books, and nobody's really given a reason why. Do you have any idea why this happened? I, I wish I did, and, and I agree it does suck. You know, my understanding going into it was that, uh, you know, this is a was a decision on Texas's part to remove it from the Longhorn Network. Obviously, it's their home game, their arena, and everything like that, so they're kind of in control of that. Um, and I don't know why they're doing that. You know, they don't have a football game that that conflicts. I might be mistaken. I think they're on a bye this week. 
Uh, you know, you're unveiling your new arena. It, it just seems like a, a great deal. Uh, maybe they want to get more butts in the seats. And so they think if they take it off the network then more people will actually show up and buy a ticket. I, I don't know. You know, I've had some people ask if, if maybe there's some gamesmanship involved in terms of, you know, Chris Beard and, and maybe Eric Musselman also not wanting to get too much out there on film uh, before the start of the season. I don't know. Maybe there's something to that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see that. And it, it's also kind of weird to me that, okay, you know, you're going to have a radio broadcast. Um, you're opening the doors for media to come cover it. You're going to have fans in the seats. Like information is going to get out there anyway. Like people are going to know what happened and what's been going on. Uh, it's not one of these secret scrimmages. So if you have the capabilities to put this on the Longhorn Network, so your fans who might not be in Austin uh, who want to drive and, and go to an exhibition game, and especially Razorback fans who are so excited about this team to see it, I just don't know why you wouldn't do that. So, no, I, I wish I had a more clear answer. I'm not happy about it either. Even though I'm going to be there, it sure would be nice to have it on television. Yeah, I know. Imagine any other time where in any other sport there's a number 10 and number 12 team meeting in a game and you, no one's going to be able to watch it or see it, especially with today's technology and everything. So it's really unfortunate. But uh, either way, it should be a great one. Hopefully Arkansas uh, gets the victory down there. Curtis, I know you're going to be down there with uh, hogsports.com covering everything so folks be sure to follow him at kurt underscore wilkerson one and also follow his stuff on hogsports.com and kurt as always man appreciate you joining us uh enjoy and have a safe trip down there to austin man yeah absolutely i appreciate it man happy to join in time